May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Today begins Palm Sunday, the Sunday of the Passion. Jesus has made his final entrance into Jerusalem with crowds cheering and shouting his praises, Hosanna in the highest. The scene is almost too good to be true. Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, has come to liberate God's people in the holy city of Jerusalem, not as a warrior king, riding on a great war horse and surrounded by a massive army, but rather as a humble symbol of peace, riding on a simple donkey. But even still, the people recognize him as something different, someone special. They even spread their cloaks and branches of palm on his path as a symbol of respect, one usually reserved to welcoming a victorious general home from battle. But no sooner than the final chords of all glory, laud, and honor finish playing this morning are we faced with the grim and stark reality of Jesus' trial with Pilate, his flogging, crucifixion, and death. Nowhere else in any other liturgy in our church year is there such a drastic change of tone, such a jarring and upsetting pivot. There is no mistake about it. Jesus Christ has entered into Jerusalem, and from this moment, there will be no turning back. Even as we hear of the triumphal entrance of Jesus this morning, Something in the back of our heads is telling us this is not going to end well. Like you, I know the story practically by heart, yet each year my stomach turns a little during the retelling of his crucifixion. There's a realization on some level that this man, who feels the same pains that we do, died this horrible, excruciatingly painful death out of love for me and for you. But if that was the end of the story, we would have nothing to celebrate but a dead man from Nazareth. Instead, we know that Jesus rose on the third day, defeating sin, conquering death, and opening the gates of everlasting life to all. Jesus did not just die and rise again to vanquish the sins of a select few. It was not just the sins of the people who actually condemned and crucified him. Nor was it just the sins of the disciples, his closest friends who abandoned him in his greatest time of need just to save their own skins. No, Jesus did not die and rise again just for a few, but for all of humanity. And just as no one is exempt of God's saving grace, no one is without need of it either. The great spiritual, were you there when they crucified my Lord, which many of us have sung on Good Fridays, never actually addresses what role we have in Jesus' crucifixion. I would like to picture myself crying alongside Mary at the foot of the cross, but I fear more often than not, I might actually be the one who is driving the nails into his hands. 
I wonder if anyone else has felt this as well. Palm Sunday is so much more than just a little extra bit of pageantry tagged on to the beginning of church. Just as Easter is so much more than just an excuse to get dressed up and eat chocolate bunnies. The events we celebrate are indeed joyous and reasons to do something out of the ordinary. But the consequences of these historical events and the realities that exist because of them today cannot be underestimated. There's no simpler way to put it. But what we're talking about today is quite literally life and death. This week is at the center of what it means to be a Christian. It is our Passover. Now, yes, things will be a little different this year as we find new and appropriate ways to celebrate Holy Week. But if your plans for observing Easter this year is limited only to what will happen next Sunday morning, I ask you to prayerfully consider participating in one or even all of the other services that will be offered this week. Even though we cannot be physically together during this time, we can all mark these sacred events at our homes, knowing that the power and love of God transcends any and all barriers that our world can try to put in place. On Thursday evening, we will observe Monday Thursday by recalling the new commandment that Jesus showed his disciples, that we love one another just as he loved us. We will then ritually strip the altar of all of its decoration and move the Blessed Sacrament to the altar of repose, symbolizing Jesus' agony in the Garden of Gethsemane. On Friday, the Liturgy of Good Friday will take us to Golgotha. We will pray at the foot of the cross. Remember the ultimate sacrifice our Lord gave for each one of us. And then finally, on Sunday morning, we will celebrate with joy the empty tomb and the resurrection of our Lord. There may be many reasons to be uncertain and uneasy these days, but throughout all of our experiences, the one constant we can always be assured of is the love of God. This love is so strong, so far-reaching, that not even death could stop it. As we proceed through our holiest of weeks, I invite you to look for the instances where God's love prevailed. Here's a spoiler alert. God's love prevailed all the time. Thanks be to God.